Hello, my name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy, a podcast to help you fall asleep. So, close your eyes, take a deep breath, settle in, and get ready for tonight's story, Ozma and the Little Wizard, from the Little Wizard Stories of Oz, by L. Frank Baum, and illustrated by John R. Neal. I can't imagine that many of us got through childhood without either hearing about or seeing or reading The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, written by Lyman Frank Baum, who was an American author best known for his children's books. And Oz and all of its sequels included 14 novels in the Oz series, plus 41 other novels, 83 short stories, over 200 poems, and at least 42 scripts. Baum made numerous attempts to bring his works to the stage, and luckily the 1939 adaptation of the first Oz book became a landmark of 20th century cinema. I will never forget seeing that movie in the theater when it went from black and white to Technicolor. The Little Wizard Stories of Oz is a set of short stories written for young children by Baum. The six tales were published in separate booklets, which were small booklets, of individual stories, Oz books in miniature, written in 1913 and then in a collected edition in 1914 with illustrations by John R. Neal. Each booklet is 29 pages long, and was printed in blue rather than black ink. Baum's avowed intentions with the Oz books and his other fairy tales was really to retail tales, like those that are found in the works of the Brothers Grimm or Hans Christian Andersen. He wanted to remake them in an American vein and update them. He also worked very hard to omit stereotypical characters, like genies, and remove the association of violence and moral teachings. His first Oz book contained a fair amount of violence, but the amount of it decreased as the series progressed. And in the Emerald City of Oz, Ozma objects to the use of violence, even to violence used against the bad guys who threaten Oz with invasion. His introduction is often cited as the beginning of the sanitation of children's stories, although he did not do a great deal more than eliminate some of the maybe harsher moral lessons of some of the fairy tales of the past. Another element that he intentionally omitted was the emphasis on romance. He basically considered romantic love to be uninteresting to young children, as well as, let's face it, largely incomprehensible. In 1900, Baum and William Wallace Denslow, who was the artist for The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, who also share the copyright with Baum, published The Wonderful Wizard of Oz to fanfare and critical acclaim and financial success. The book was the best-selling children's book for two years after publication. Then, Baum went on to write 13 more novels based on the places and people of the Land of Oz, including Tonight's Story, from the Little Wizard Stories of Oz by L. Frank Baum, illustrated by John R. Neal. Ozma and the Little Wizard. And I hope it makes you very, very sleepy. Ozma and the Little Wizard by L. Frank Baum. 
Once upon a time, there lived in the beautiful Emerald City, which lies in the center of the fairyland of Oz, a lovely girl called Princess Ozma, who was the ruler of all that country. And among those who served this girlish ruler and lived in a cozy suite of rooms in her splendid palace was a little withered old man known as the Wizard of Oz. This little wizard could do a good many things in magic, but he was a kind man with merry twinkling eyes and a sweet smile. So instead of fearing him because of his magic, everybody loved him. Now, Ozma was very anxious that all her people who inhabited the pleasant land of Oz should be happy and contented, and therefore she decided one morning to make a journey to all parts of the country that she might discover if anything was amiss, or anyone discontented, or if there was any wrong that ought to be righted. She asked the little wizard to accompany her, and he was glad to go. "'Shall I take my bag of magic tools with me?' he asked. "'Of course,' said Ozma. "'We may need a lot of magic before we return, "'for we are going into strange corners of the land "'where we may meet with unknown creatures and dangerous adventures.' "'So the wizard took his bag of magic tools "'and the two left the Emerald City "'and wandered over the country for many days.' at last reaching a place far up in the mountains which neither of them had ever visited before. Stopping one morning at a cottage built beside the rocky path which led into a pretty valley beyond, Ozma asked a man, "'Are you happy? Have you any complaint to make of your lot?' And the man replied, "'We are very happy except for three mischievous imps that live in yonder valley and often come here to annoy us. If your highness would only drive away those imps, I and my family would be very happy and very grateful to you. Who are these bad imps? inquired the girl ruler. One is named Olit, and one Udent, and one Ertenent, and they have no respect for anyone or anything. If strangers pass through the valley, the imps jeer at them and make horrid faces and call names, and often they push travelers out of the path or even throw stones at them. Whenever those imps come here to bother us, I and my family run into the house and lock all the doors and windows, and we dare not venture out again until the imps have gone away. Princess Ozma was grieved to hear this report, and the little wizard shook his head gravely and said the naughty imps deserved to be punished. They told the good man they would see what could be done to protect him, and at once entered the valley to seek the dwelling place of the three mischievous creatures. Before long, they came upon three caves hollowed from the rocks, and in front of each cave squatted a little dwarf. Ozma and the wizard paused to examine them and found them well-shaped, strong, and lively. They had big round ears, flat noses, and wide grinning mouths, and their jet black hair came to points on top of their heads, much resembling horns. 
their clothing fitted snugly to their bodies and limbs, and the imps were so small in size that at first Ozma did not consider them at all dangerous. But one of them suddenly reached out a hand and caught the dress of the princess, jerking it so sharply that she nearly fell down. And a moment later, another imp pushed the little wizard so hard that he bumped against Ozma, and both unexpectedly sat down upon the ground. At this, the imps laughed boisterously and began running around in a circle and kicking dust upon the royal princess, who cried in a sharp voice, "'Wizard, do your duty!' The wizard promptly obeyed. Without rising from the ground, he opened his bag, got the tools he required, and muttered a magic spell. Instantly, the three imps became three bushes, of the thorny, stubby kind, with their roots in the ground. As the bushes were at first motionless, perhaps through the surprise at their sudden transformation, the wizard and the princess found time to rise from the ground and brush the dust off their pretty clothes. Then Ozma turned to the bushes and said, The unhappy lot you now endure, my poor imps, is due entirely to your naughty actions. You can no longer annoy harmless travelers, and you must remain ugly bushes covered with sharp thorns until you repent of your bad ways and promise to be good imps. They cannot help being good now, your highness, said the wizard, who was much pleased with his work. And the safest plan will be to allow them to always remain bushes. But something must have been wrong with the wizard's magic, or the creatures had magic of their own. For no sooner were the words spoken than the bushes began to move. At first, they only waved their branches at the girl and the little man, but pretty soon they began to slide over the ground, their roots dragging through the earth, and one pushed itself against the wizard and pricked him so sharply with its thorns that he cried out and started to run away. Ozma followed, for the other bushes were trying to stick their thorns into her legs, and one actually got so near her that it tore a great rent in her beautiful dress. The girl princess could run, however, and she followed the fleeing wizard until he tumbled headfirst over a log and rolled upon the ground. Then she sprang behind a tree and shouted, Quick, transform them into something else. The wizard heard, but he was much too confused by his fall. Grabbing from his bag the first magical tool he could find, he transformed the bushes into three white pigs. That astonished the imps. In the shape of pigs, fat, roly-poly, and cute, they scampered off a little distance and sat down to think about their new condition. Ozma drew a long breath, and coming from behind the tree, she said, "'That is much better, Wiz.' for such pigs as these must be quite harmless. Now no one need fear the mischievous imps. I intended to transform them into mice, replied the wizard, but in my excitement I worked the wrong magic. However, unless the horrid creatures behave themselves hereafter, they are liable to stay pigs forever. But the imps were now angry and had no intention of behaving. 
As Ozma and the little wizard turned to resume their journey, the three pigs rushed forward, dashed between their legs and tripped them up so that they both lost their balance and toppled over, clinging to one another. As the wizard tried to get up, he was tripped again and fell across the back of the third pig, which carried him on a run far down the valley until it dumped the little man in the river. Ozma had been sprawled upon the ground, but found she was not hurt. So she picked herself up and ran to the assistance of the wizard, reaching him just as he was crawling out of the river, gasping for breath and dripping with water. The girl could not help laughing at his woeful appearance, but he had no sooner wiped the wet from his eyes than one of the impish pigs tripped him again and sent him into the river for a second time. The pigs tried to trip Ozma too, but she ran around a stump and so managed to keep out of their way. So the wizard scrambled out of the water again and picked up a sharp stick to defend himself. Then he mumbled a magic mutter, which instantly dried his clothes, after which he hurried to assist Ozma. The pigs were afraid of the sharp stick and kept away from it. This won't do said the princess. We have accomplished nothing, for the pig imps would annoy travelers as much as the real imps. Transform them into something else, Wiz. The wizard took time to think. Then he transformed the white pigs into three blue doves. Doves, said he, are the most harmless things in the world. But scarcely had he spoken when the doves flew at them and tried to peck out their eyes. When they endeavored to shield their eyes with their hands, two of the doves bit the wizard's fingers, and another caught the pretty ear of the princess in its bill and gave it such a cruel tweak that she cried out in pain. These birds are worse than pigs, wizard, she called to her companion. Nothing is harmless that is animated by impudent anger or impertinent mischief. You must transform the imps into something that is not alive. The wizard was pretty busy just then driving off the birds, but he managed to open his bag of magic and find a charm, which instantly transformed the doves into three buttons. As they fell to the ground, he picked them up and smiled with satisfaction. The tin button was Olit, the brass button was Udent, and the lead button was Impertinent. These buttons the wizard placed in a little box, which he put in his jacket pocket. Now, said he, the imps cannot annoy travelers, for we shall carry them back with us to the Emerald City. But we dare not use the buttons, said Ozma, smiling once more, now that the danger was over. Why not? asked the wizard. I intend to sew them upon my coat and watch them carefully. The spirits of the imps are still in the buttons, and after a time they will repent, and they will be sorry for their naughtiness. Then they will decide to be very good in the future. When they feel that way, the tin button will turn to silver and the brass to gold, while the lead button will become aluminum. I shall then restore them to their proper forms, changing their names to other names, other than the ones they used to bear. 
Thereafter, the three imps will become good citizens of the land of Oz, and I think you will find that they will prove faithful subjects of our beloved Princess Ozma. Ah, that is magic well worthwhile, exclaimed Ozma, well pleased. There is no doubt, my friend, that you are a very clever wizard. The End I hope you enjoyed this short story of Ozma and the Little Wizard from the book Little Wizard Stories of Oz by L. Frank Baum, one of the many stories in the land of Oz. But if you listen to the show fairly often, you know I like to find obscure stories or things that people have never heard before or it's been a really long time. So I chose this because of that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all of the comments and the likes and the downloads. And you all are absolutely amazing. And I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for that. Hopefully you will subscribe or stay subscribed. If this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I hope that you will join us again. My name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy. Until next time, good night. <laughs>